nothing for this. What is nothing? What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. Oh, hi. Welcome to That's Deep, Bro. Serious questions with silly people. I am your host, Christina Pajitsky. And uh, yeah, I hope everything's good in your world. Everything's pretty great in mine. I, I got um, this wonderful app that gives me positive affirmations every day. Hold on, let me see. I want, let's see. So today, this is what my, it's like a calendar, and then every day you open it and it tells you something positive. It says, I am grown up and comfortable enough to ask for what I want in positive ways. That's good, right? Instead of uh, stomping your feet, which is what I prefer. So, hi. Thank you for joining me. Um, Let's get some business out of the way first. Uh, If you shop on Amazon, please use my banner. That's debropodcast.com. You click on the banner at the bottom of every blog post and you just do your shopping as you normally would, and it kicks back some some change to the show. It just helps me out. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Christina P. And is that all I had? I think that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not touring at the moment. So, you know, but check out my website, thousandranch.com, if you want to, I don't know, watch clips or, or look at my pictures or... <laughs> I don't know. Why do people look at people's websites i have fucking do i look at people i don't even look at people's shit anymore so today uh my topic i was i was thinking about this because i I remember when i was just a young pup and um i used to ask people about um oops hold on i'm screwing this up as usual i used to ask people about marriage and what it was like to be married um and I didn't really like the answers I got because I just found that people were really vague and not honest. And <laughs> I think if, if those are the two qualities I absolutely hate in people is vagueness and on not being truthful. So I figured I should do an episode on why why bother getting married, especially in this day and age where it just seems so obsolete, kind of sexist, kind of kind of useless. Um, is there a good reason to be married? So yeah, let's start. Let's do it. I like it. Let's start with David Bowie. Oh, I love this album. It's so good. Okay, here you go. That's, of course, David Bowie, the great David Bowie. And um, that album is called, it's called Low, that it's off of, and I think it's my absolute favorite David Bowie album. Um, He did it with Brian Eno. I think they did a ton of heroin in Berlin one year and came up with this album. And in my opinion, this is like one of the coolest albums because one side of it is these, like, it's a really sweet song, you know, Be My Wife. You don't really hear Bowie having many sweet songs like that. And then um, the other side of the album is like psychedelic space journeys through heroin with Brian Eno, which is pretty cool too. So 
Yeah, low. What a neat, uh, what a cute song. God damn it. What a fucking, man. I should have played that at my wedding. So yeah, marriage. Why, why bother getting married? <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's, it's a loaded thing, marriage, especially in this day and age with gay people finally uh, being able to get married. It seems so archaic that they weren't able to up until quite recently. Because I think even historically gay marriage did exist in like Rome, you know, before the Christians came and kind of freaked everything out. Um, but there's so there's so many forms of marriage, obviously. Gay marriage, polygamy. Did you know that in, in history, people even married dead people? Not the actual corpse, but uh, but the spirit to maintain a bloodline for, you know, the benefit of property and land and money, of course, not for love. That's not clearly not a love match. But hey, man, listen, if you watch Downton Abbey, you know that marriage is a serious business. And I'm a huge fan of the Downton Abbey. That's kind of how I learned about it, that uh, you, you want to secure your property. You want to secure your bloodline. You want to make sure that your offspring um, belongs to the man. Uh, that the woman belongs to the man and that's how you ensure that the passing on of stuff of stuff that's that's why people got married is to make sure that your stuff was secured how sad can you even imagine how horrifyingly sad that is that well i mean first of all it's kind of rad to be a noble i mean i imagine god like you watch those down nabby episodes and you're like these motherfuckers aren't doing nothing just nothing needlepoint and like they get dressed five times a day for meals. It's time to get dressed for dinner, mommy. You know, and they can't even do that shit alone. Then they need like a servant to help them get dressed. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a whole economy to um to to families being united in marriage. So you just you grow up rich, and. Uh, and you hope that your family hooked you up with some awesome lord or duke or whatever the heck his title is, and that he was attractive and not a vulgar person and not an abusive POS, because that I'm sure happened quite frequently as you got, excuse me, matched with a, a real POS demon seed who just beats the shit out of you and expects you to pump out his kids. And even today, if you look at the, the royals, um, which I think, you know, if you talk to, I don't know, an English person, they, they see some people really love the royal family. Some people think it's a complete waste of money. And it costs a lot of money to keep that family up and running. I, I forget the number, but it, it was pretty staggering when I heard how much it costs to just keep the queen in her ridiculous uh, castle and to keep the whole charade going of royalty. Because we all know Parliament is the one you know that makes decisions, not her. But even to watch, uh, what's her name? What's her tits? Kate. Um, you know, go through that rigmarole of getting married and then having to pump out an heir immediately. You got to pump out that air, the next king of England. And apparently she was like, you know, really sick. And it, did, it didn't look pleasant for her to, to have a kid. And now she's at it. I guess she had a second one. Who fucking knows? But that seemed really archaic to me. Uh, the whole, you got to marry the prince. You got to pump out his, the next kings of, of England. But... That's how it is. That's that's the job, I guess. That's your job, sweetie. You got to pump out kids. You got to take the prince's loads. Ooh. Could you imagine having sex with that guy? <laughs> uh, well, Prince William was hot when he was like a kid. I know it sounds terrible, but I remember looking like, damn, Prince William, that guy's going to be hot. Like when he was like 16 or 18 or 20, he was looking fine. And then just, dude, I don't know. He hit a wall around 28, which sucks. And just kind of, his looks kind of went somewhere else. He looked more like his daddy. That's, that's what's up. And then the other guy got cuter. What's his name? The ginger guy. William and, is it Harry? Who fucking cares? Why, why do I care about these people? They ain't, they ain't American. I don't give a shit about nobody. I don't know why I'm American. But back to marriage. So everybody's heard the statistic. Everybody's heard the 50% of all marriages 
uh, end in divorce, and 60% of second marriages will end in divorce. That's pretty crazy. And uh, I've been witness to, to those myself. Both my uh, wonderfully responsible parents have been married and remarried a few times, and I got to be a part of the joys of second uh, marriages, third marriages, uh, the blending of children. Uh, what a fucking nightmare. Just don't do it. Just why Why do it a third time? I mean, two, okay, but I think any more than three, and you're just asking for a life of misery. Like, what do you, why, 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 why do you need to get married four, five, six times? You know, probably shouldn't even let you. That's terrible. These poor gay people can't get married once, and heterosexual people are into, you know, six, seven marriages. Get your life. Okay, so here's some factors. This is why people get divorced early. This is what this article says on the internet that I found. It's some excerpt from some book about divorce. Not really, cre- I have no idea. It's just an internet article, guys, so <laughs> it's probably not 100%, but it sounds, it sounds reasonable, so I'm going to use it. Um, here's, some, here's what put, puts people at high risk for divorce. Marrying at a very early age. I don't know. There's that's yes and no because I've known couples who fell in love when they were like 15, and then they stay together for their whole life. So I, I, I think actually sometimes that's a real blessing, a blessing in the skies, as they say, to to meet somebody early. Some some people really find their their mates early, but anyway, yes, I've also seen the opposite of that. Uh, getting married at an early age, less education and income. Definitely. If you ever watch an episode of Jerry Springer, you know that that's fucking for shizzle, my nizzles. Less education. Well, he come home, he come home, he doesn't bring no donuts. I asked him to bring the donut. He come home drunk again. He off in the bar. And you're like, oh boy. <sighs> How about you guys read a book every now and then? Okay. How about you guys get your teeth fixed? Mm, mm, mm. Get your teeth fixed. Maybe a marriage will last. Living together before marriage. Hoo, hoo, hoo. I've made that mistake before. But I don't know. That seems to be kind of like outdated. A lot of people live together before they get married. Apparently, there's this article saying that that's, a, you know, leads to divorce city. I don't know. A premarital pregnancy. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think history has proven that, that getting someone knocked up is probably not the best way to start a marriage. Not saying that you're doomed to it, to a bad one because of that, because I've also known many people who have fantastic marriages uh, that started in a, an accidental pregnancy. No religious affiliation, okay, meaning, I guess, agnostic or atheist. I don't know. I don't know if that has shit to do with shit. Coming from a divorced family, mm-hmm, and feelings of insecurity. Sure. The most common reasons people give for their divorce are lack of commitment, too much arguing, infidelity, marrying too young, unrealistic expectations, lack of equality in the relationship, lack of preparation for marriage, and abuse. Some of these problems can be fixed and divorce prevented. Uh, Commitment is having a Long-term view of the marriage that helps us not get overwhelmed by the problems and challenges of the day-to-day. In other words, if you feel committed, chances are you're going to want to work the stuff out instead of, uh, you know, having an affair or hitting the self-destruct button on um, on an otherwise pretty good situation. I'm not talking about abuse or drug abuse, uh, things like that when, when the person, or mental illness even, I mean... <laughs> You know, God, it's if that, unless that person is on medicine and really regulating and and seeing somebody, that's tough too. To be married to somebody who has, you know, bipolar or something. Who knows? Good Lord. Uh, but yeah, divorce is necessary at times. It may even help to preserve the moral boundaries of marriage. I don't know what that means. The parents have responsibility to do all their responsibility. Can to preserve and repair marriage? Oh, fuck off. Okay, so that's it. There you go. Getting married too young, getting pregnant, being dumb. What else? Abuse. Coming from a divorced family and feelings of insecurity. Okay. I can see all that happening. I can definitely. I think feelings of insecurity is, is, uh, is the ones that I, I've seen a lot. Is people who, uh, 
who either take out their frustrations on their mate a lot um, or feel as though they're not getting enough attention from their mate. And then they look outside the marriage and then have an affair. Because like the affair, in my opinion, doesn't, that's not the cause of a breakup. That's just a symptom. That's the acting out when somebody uh, doesn't feel secure or what the fuck. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, but then I found this other article in the Huffington Post, another very reputable uh, publication. Um, and it says that, that, that 50% of marriages ending in the U.S. in divorce is, is hogwash. That, that it's not really rising anymore. And that, in fact, the divorce rate has actually been dropping for some time now. Oh. Uh, the Times suggests the high divorce rate of the late 1970s and early 1980s may have been a, quote, historical anomaly rather than a trend. So I think that's when people started saying that uh, all, you know, 50% ends up in in divorce was like in the 80s uh, and the 70s. And that that's actually not a reflection of what's happening. So this this from oh, from the Times says about 70% of marriages that began in the 1990s reached their 15th anniversary up from roughly 65% of those that began in the 70s and 80s and couples who wed in the 2000s are divorcing at even lower rates well yeah because it's only 2015 (laughs) okay uh so here's what they're saying the feminist movement of the 1970s played a considerable role in where the divorce rate is now according to economists benny stevenson betsy stevenson and justin wolfer as women entered the workforce and gained reproductive rights Marriage began to evolve into its modern-day form based on love and shared passions and often two incomes and shared housekeeping duties. Yeah, for sure. Not only that, a lot of women uh, didn't want to stay with abusive husbands or uh, unfulfilling mar- unfulfilled marriages. Unfulfilling? Unfulfilled? Marriages where they felt uh, that they were being disrespected or unhappy in. For sure, for sure. The fact that people are marrying later in life, resulting in more mature marriages, that helped matters too. The median age for marriage in the 1950s was 23 for men and 20 for women. Holy shit. Could you imagine? And I know some of you listening are probably like, yeah, I got married at 20. I mean, (laughs) you know what I was doing at 20? (laughs) I was going to goth clubs and smoking uh, clove cigarettes in a corner. I mean... (laughs) You gotta be shitting me. But in 2004, it rose to 27 for men and 26 for women. Okay, so then the age is, that's good. And numbers continue, if numbers continue to go down, roughly two-thirds of marriages will never involve divorce. I doubt that. According to data from Wolfers. Never, huh? Hmm. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. I mean, so look, regardless, marriage is a dicey proposition, and there's very few things in life that have such crummy odds attached to them that are so freaking important. Like, you know, getting married to someone is not a light decision. And um, it's pretty it's pretty horrifying to think that half of all marriages or whatever the statistic may be. A lot of people don't end up succeeding. So why? Why do this? And and. All right, here we go. Uh, Back in 380 BC, Plato criticized marriage in the Republic. He stated that the idea of marriage was a natural enemy, natural enemy of the Commonwealth, aiming for its own higher unity. Ooh. Yeah, so marriage um, in and of itself isn't like, it's fraught with political political uh issues. It's fraught with sexism. Um, And like I said, too, before before the song is like, uh, is it even beneficial to, to people anymore to be married, particularly for men? You know, when you think about the, um, historically why men got married, like let's look at the 1950s. A lot of people weren't having premarital sex and access to sex is I'm guessing why people were getting married pretty early. Um, and plus lack of birth control and such, you know, it's like, oh, well, now we can do it and not get, uh, you know, smote by the Lord. Uh, but now 
with the internet, I mean, sex is given so freely uh, by the ladies. Now you just have to swipe and some fucking hooker shows up at your door and, you know, and that's it. Some suck pig gives you a BJ and you don't even have to take her out for coffee now. It used to be dinner and a movie and then <laughs> down to coffee and now just swipe and somebody shows up at your door and, and that's it. So there's really, you think about it, like, well, why would a dude even want to get married when he can just bang so many different people now? Oh, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this episode. Mm. So in the industrial age, a number of notable women writers, including Mary Wollstonecroft, raised complaints that marriage in their own societies could be characterized as little more than a state of, quote, legal prostitution with underprivileged women signing in to support themselves. Absolutely true. Um, it kind of is, right? I mean, back in that, back in that day when, when the scales were really tipped in, in men's favor, it was like, you know, you're supposed to... I mean, everything from the way women dressed, corsets, constrictive clothing, high heels, which today, even I think high heels are the devil's tool uh, to control us, but... Uh, yeah, you, you expected to cook and clean and serve and pump out babies and you're essentially a slave in some dude's household and he can do whatever the heck he wants and you're stuck being, um, being the, the, the maid, <laughs> which to some women today, that's their experience of marriage too, right? Both of you may work, but Sometimes the woman ends up doing a lot of the the day-to-day household stuff. So it's still kind of not not cool. Uh, But I don't know if we're in a state of legal prostitution anymore. I I hope that we've moved beyond that. Um, But there's so many things about marriage, too, that are, and, and the wedding particularly, that are so lame and antiquated. Um, For instance... I remember I just I didn't really like the whole process of planning a wedding and um, finding a dress, you know, because girls really get geeked on it. And there's so much pressure to be perfect and have the perfect wedding day and have the perfect doilies and have the perfect um invitations like you know, like what kind of paper is it on? Is it on what kind of fun? Any. <laughs> And your dress is it is it a, is it a mermaid shape or is it a teacup or whatever? How, what's your hair gonna look like? Where is it? Blah blah blah. How many? And uh, it kind of takes. I mean, that's the fun part of it. Kind of not really, uh, but it takes out the uh, like. Why are we so worried about the wedding and nobody's talking about the actual marriage? Like, I think, I think it should be mandatory to go to some kind of counseling before your wedding day, just mandatory. The two of you, first of all, uh, if you're going to get married and have children, first of all, you should have to take some kind of IQ test. Um, And if you score over a certain number, you're allowed to have children. If you score over a certain number and maybe you're not allowed to have kids, but you can get married and just torture each other. (sighs) But I remember the wedding just giving me so much anxiety. And like I said, I'm not, you know, and I'm not dissing the women who love it. Are you kidding me? I'm jealous of the women who love it and who are great at planning these functions and who know the difference in, in colors, you know, which is off white and which is ivory. I, I absolutely, I think it's a fucking amazing skill to know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to do it. And I got into so much trouble with people because I just didn't know the proper etiquette to invitations. I my you know, my mother-in-law got mad at me cause I, I fucked up on the invitation. I said something, the wording wasn't right. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't, you know what I ended up doing? I, I, um, I got so frustrated with people's opinions of my dress and, and, and of the whole wedding dress shopping with, with many people attached to it. Like your, my stepmother, I remember my ex stepmother, God damn it. She came with me and she's Hungarian, like old school, rude, Eastern blocker. And I'm totally used to that. But the salespeople at this wedding dress place weren't. And uh, I tried on this dress and I was like a size six to eight maybe at the time. And 
my stepmother goes, this is good dress, but you look fat. And the saleswoman, <laughs> the saleswoman came over and was like, how dare you call her fat? She's gorgeous. And I was like, yeah, I got to do this shit alone because my family pissing off strangers, <laughs> pissing off the world. But it is stupid. I mean, you know, you do your white dress to symbolize your your pure, your purity. <laughs> you know, I was 32 when I walked down the aisle. So, yeah, right. Um, you know, your dad, theoretically, if you still have a father who's alive, walks you down the aisle and then presents you to your future husband. So it's like, here, I'm done with her. You take her. It's just your responsibility now. That is exactly what it feels like, by the way. It's so bizarre. And your dad hands you off to your husband. Like, okay, I'm not capable of doing this shit on my own. Um, you know, the groom is offered to kiss the bride versus it being a... <laughs> uh, you guys can kiss each other now. I mean, this is a traditional ceremony, by the way. This is a Catholic ceremony. This is what I had, so I don't know. Um, but the idea of, like, you may now kiss the bride as if her sexuality is the prize and she's not in charge of it on her own. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, so yeah. So why, why, why would a dude get married? I already said that. It, it seems like there's no real incentive, uh, for dudes in this day and age. You can hire a cleaning lady. You can get sex, um, really easily now. So, and also there's some men's rights writers that say that marriage in the West is unfavorable to men, particularly in the financial consequences of divorce. Hmm. Interesting. Which is absolutely true because at least in the state of California, you get half that dude's stuff in the case of a divorce. And, um, uh, you know, and I think there's something to be said for the wife who does help a man and supports the dude when he is amassing a fortune. There are couples who work together to build empires and then there's just gold diggers. And I've seen those plenty of times too. These hoes that just swoop in on a dude when he's on his last breath and want to take, and I've seen it like firsthand. It's horrible, but yeah, state of California, you get half that guy's stuff. And then there's a lot of women who, when they get divorced, they claim that they're the cost of their lifestyle with the kids is like, well, I need 50 grand a month. How am I supposed to live on less than 50 grand a month? You're like, bitch, come on now. And I don't think that's fair to do because uh, it's hard to make a lot of money. Um, it's hard. And to have it taken from you is fucking, that's got to be brutal. And especially father's rights, not a lot of those. And I, I know that women are still favored as the custodial parents um, and no fault divorces and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that makes sense. I mean, look, dude, you know, mom, mom generally is the one who knows how to take care of the kids generally. And that's just biology. I'm assuming. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, you know, also philosophically, um, if you look at my, my beloved existentialist philosopher, Jean-Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir, uh, they did not get married. They were together for a long time. They were a wonderful pair. From what I understand, it was a pretty pretty great match intellectually. They were both on the same level, and uh, it, was a, it was a great union. But they didn't get married, um, and I think it was the idea of losing your freedom. So marriage, understood existentially, proposes to join two free selves into one heading, thus denying the freedom, the complete foundation of each self. <laughs> That's the, the existential bullshit. I think Jean-Paul was just not into, uh, into being with her and was like, yeah, I don't want to lose my freedom. I don't want to stop being a, a self, a self of myself. That's bullshit. And that's not true necessarily, by the way, guys. If you marry somebody who has... Uh, who has a <laughs> a life. If both of you have lives when you get married, it's pretty easy to keep your autonomy. And I know that's a huge fear. I was afraid of that too, that I wouldn't be able to keep myself, um, that I would lose my identity in another person. But that's it's common fear. It doesn't necessarily have to go down that way, guys. You can actually have separate um, identities and lives. You know, 
Like, uh, I don't, there's a lot of shit that my husband does that I don't like doing. I don't like football. I'm never going to like it. I'm not going to pretend to like it. I can't sit on the couch and, and listen to it when he's watching it and pretend like it's cool. So come football season, I disappear. He disappears into one room or whatever. I go into another and we do our own fucking thing. And it's totally fine. He says, oh man, I'm my own lady. I do what I want. He does what he wants. But then we come together at the end of the day. Okay, let's see. Uh, a lot of people say, um, nah, I don't want to even go into that. There's a lot of violence in marriages. Obviously, uh, uh, in, in places like South Asia, there's dowry deaths. Ooh, violence and trafficking related to payment of dowry and bride price for problems. This is like in places like Africa. <laughs> yeah, and there's also, well, let's not get, that's, that's dark shit. So anyway, okay, so here we go. The idea of a love match came later. As I said earlier, it was mostly for property and um, making sure that the bloodline is secure to hand down that property. So the idea of getting married just because you love somebody is is pretty cool and new in our society. Um, and there's a lot of shit that I heard before I got married that I wanted to share with you that I, in my opinion is uh, um, horseshit. Um, you know, I, I heard a lot of, of misinformation about marriage in my estimation. Um, <laughs> the, the very first one being that marriage is hard work. Oh, marriage. Oh, you're getting married. Hard work. Good luck, sucker. It's hard work. Um, and I imagine that some people do have hard work marriages. And I'm really sorry if you do. And I... I just, I guess I don't understand why you would choose to have a relationship with anybody where it's hard work. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. You don't meet somebody and then marry them the next day. Theoretically, you shouldn't. Uh, at least in, in the United States, America, uh, we don't have arranged marriages anymore, ever. Well, I don't know. Maybe at some point we did, but we don't. Uh, you can date people. Did you know that? You can date somebody. You can find out what they're like before you marry them, which is great. You can go out on many dates. You can you can spend the night at their house. You can have consensual sex with them to figure out what they're like in bed. You can take them for test drives for, you know, years. You can test drive them. And if they display any red flag behaviors, you can dump them and you can... You can date somebody else. How's that for a crazy idea? If somebody was a violent, abusive piece of shit when you were dating, chances are they're going to be a violent piece of shit when you get married. If they drank too much, did too many drugs while you were dating, they're still going to do drugs and drink too much when you're married. So um, the idea that marriage has to be hard work, I think is you hear it so much that... It's like, it's just an embedded idea and it's not necessarily the case. If you, if you marry somebody with whom you have a lot in common with, common interests, um, you share of the value of what you think marriage is, you have a, a common goal that you're working towards, it's not hard work, it's just effort. It's care. It's being cognizant of the other person's needs, wants, wishes, desires, hopes, dreams. And if that's hard work for you, I don't think you should be married because I don't see that as, as work. I see that as a, a, a gift and as kind of a joyful, wonderful thing to be able to care for someone else um, as much as I would care for myself, if not more. Um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of special and i and i don't think of it as hard i don't and, and it's so funny people always want to tell you how hard it is to have <laughs> to do things like i remember i got I, I got a puppy just as i found out i was pregnant we got a puppy and i was told i was warned how hard it is to have a puppy it's so hard you're gonna regret that especially when you're pregnant and it's i wouldn't call it hard work i would just call it some days trying other days, awesome and easy. Um, 
but not hard. You know, you know what hard work to me is is manual labor or like <laughs> coal mine, working in a coal mine. That's hard work. But relationships, come on, dude. You're fucking you're lazy as shit if you think relationships are hard work. So that's that's the main one I really, really hated. And I think a lot of people have unreasonable expectations of what marriage is. I think movies like Bridget Jones' Diary, which I love, <laughs> um, and like these these chick flick movies kind of set you up to think that it should just be this romantic, whimsical, everything is dating and, and you know, we're always, it's flowers and he's going to be awesome every day and you're going to be awesome every day and and there's there's not going to be there's not going to be days where the two of you are just sitting on the couch in your pajamas um, and just being disgusting animals and eating a lot. Uh, it's, I, I think that, I think that it can be romantic. It, 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 it is. It's not the same as dating though. Dating is exciting and like, what's he going to say tonight? What are we going to, like that newness stuff? That, that obviously can exist um, 10 years into a relationship with somebody, but you can still look at your partner and appreciate them as being attractive and exciting to you as a human being. Um, and also, what about going deep on another person, getting to know that person? Newness is one form of excitement. And then there's like really getting to know another human being and really being intimate with them. And knowing their stories and knowing where they came from and knowing what they want and like, and enjoying that. And I think that's the, that's the fun part or the good part of marriage, you know? Um, and a lot of people get hung up on the excitement of the newness cause that is fun. That's so rad, you know, but, um, but that stuff goes away and then you just end up chasing the dragon of, um, of excitement with the next person and the next person and the next person. I think that's why affairs don't often work because you're just looking for that charge, that excitement. And um, it's like addict behavior. It's not even fucking, it's not even real. Um, People often told me that my wedding day would be the best day of my life. The best day of my life. The best day of your life is your wedding day. And that is fucking patently false. For Maybe for some people it is the best day. For me, it was fraught with anxiety because my family was there and, you know, planning. And you're essentially throwing a huge party that is your wedding. And you're stressed out about little things like, is the cake ready? Who's going to put the table thing there? And where's my flowers and are my flowers? It's like, it's just, you're throwing a huge party. So it's not necessarily the, it wasn't necessarily the best day of my life. It was certainly significant, but not the best. I've had many other better days than my wedding day. It's, but like I said, it's significant. Mm. People say that it's the most important decision you'll ever make your mate. I think that's true. It's kind of true because, dude, you marry the wrong person and you have babies with that person, you're fucked. You're so fucked. You're so fucked because you have to be with that motherfucker for the rest of your life. In a sense, you guys are raising a kid together and you forever will have that bond of a child. Now, let's say you don't have kids, you don't have property, you got nothing. Who gives a shit? Walk away. And in that regard marriage is not the most important decision you'll ever make. I know people that have been married for 15 years and don't have kids, don't have anything between them and they just walk away and you're good. But once you put the kid in, man, forget it. That's like the ultimate bond, dude, is, is making a kid. Um, marry your soulmate. I've heard that one. The, the one, the idea of there being one person for you, just one on the planet. I don't think that that's necessarily true, that there's just one person that you would be compatible with. But I do think that there are people that are just better suited to you. Okay. And I'm talking about little shit, like, 
Like, uh, are you a morning person? Is that person a nighttime person? Or is one of you really neat? Is the other one a sloppy, sloppy pig? Is one of you religious? Is one of you atheist? Is one of you into um, hiking? Gosh, I love to hike. I love being outdoors. Well, the other one hates that and doesn't consider that to be a good time at all. Does one of you enjoy opera and, you know, fine art and the other one think that that's fucking horrifying. Like, I'm not saying that you can't have a relationship with people that aren't fundamentally compatible with you. I'm just saying it's way easier when you guys are uh, in sync with each other. I think the way to tell, this is how I've always gauged my relationships with other human beings, male, female, whatever, is if you can sit in a cafe with somebody and watch the world go by. And if you can sit with somebody and go, Oh my God, did you see that? And the other person goes, Oh my God. Yeah. What a weirdo. That's the person you need to kick it with. Now, if you are in public and you go, Oh my God, did you see that? And the person goes, what, where, what? Forget it. (laughs) Forget it. That person doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And you'll never have a, a mind meld. Because, like, that's the kind of, I think, mind-melding that makes relationships fun and marriage fun is that the two of you get it in a similar way, in the same way, and you see the world through that kind of lens, you know? Nothing makes me crazier than that. When you're, like, trying to speak a language and they're like, what? I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, the terror of monogamy, of sexual monogamy, um... I remember people being like, good luck. <laughs> it's hard to have sex with one person. Like that's the hardest thing in the world is to have sex with one person for the rest of your life. <gasps> um, and I think the thought of it was actually scarier than the practice of it. I mean, look, I've been boning the same dude now for 10 years. I still love it. I still think it's fantastic. And I haven't had a problem maintaining uh monogamy and i I don't know ask my husband maybe he feels differently but i will say that um, i think the thought of it was scarier than the actual process of just it's kind of like you just shut it down like you shut you don't shut down finding other people attractive like you'll always be attracted to other people for like a minute and then you go oh yeah but he's not my husband or like that person's not and i don't know that person that person's not as good as my husband and I know that like my husband's the fucking raddest. <laughs> I really like him. And I just know that nobody will add up to, to my husband. He's fucking cool. Um, but that's also something you, you, you are, you know, you pay attention to your sex life. I hope. Cause that's, that is the glue of marriage, man. You got a bone. You got to bone. You got a bone. Because that is, that is the glue. If you're not boning, then that it puts a lot of strain on stuff, man. It's like, it's just think of it, it makes your life so much easier. When the two of you are connected that way, it just makes everything easier. Trust me, you got to bang your husband, ladies. And I know a lot of us don't want to because you're tired, you're over it, you feel fat, whatever. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Trust me. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. This is my favorite too of, um, (laughs) uh, you know, things like, well, she's going to put her bra on the, on the shower door and his dirty underwear. It's going to take away the romance. It's going to take away the romance. Um, yes and no. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird in that. I don't get mad at that shit. Like I, I think it's, um, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of think it's cute that my husband, when his chonies are like on the shower floor on the, I'm not the shower floor, but the bathroom floor, I, I kind of like that stuff. But to me, it's little intimacy markers. I, I just think that it's, it's what makes your house a home. And listen, if that, if that's what pisses you off about somebody, you guys got bigger fucking problems than <laughs> if it's just that. <laughs> If you're furious at him for that, you better look at some other bigger picture uh, issues because that I get a cleaning lady. You know what I'm saying? If you can afford it, please get a cleaning lady. Did I have I said this before on the show? If I haven't, let me tell you now. 90% of your marital household housework division of labor problems can be solved 
by paying another human being to do whatever task it is you guys are fighting about. If you can afford it, I, I highly recommend once a week getting the lady in there, let her fucking scrub the toilet. If both of you are working, maybe not, maybe one of you is a stay-at-home mom and you got fucking five kids that you're dealing with. Uh, listen, you don't have time to do it. Pay someone who professionally does that shit. You don't want to change the bed sheets? Pay someone to fucking do it if you can. And I'm telling you, you're going to love your husband a lot more. Uh, I don't yell at him for dishes in the sink because I know come Tuesday, somebody else is going to take care of it. So I don't give a fuck. Leave it there. Same with your panties. Leave your fucking chonies on the floor. I don't give a shit. Someone else is going to pick it up. I'm telling you. Especially if you're a two, two-income household, man. There's, all right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> we did wedding versus the man. I think people focus on the wedding too much over the marriage. That's a huge one. Women just love that fucking wedding. They don't even think about the actual uh, marriage. You know, like those stupid fucking Bridezilla shows and wedding dress show shows about <clears throat> the show about just finding the dress. There's like 10 of them, right? What about the show about actual marriage? How about the show where like they teach you how to get along with somebody that you live with day to day? And I don't know, man. Well, anyways. So why bother? Why bother getting married? What's the upside to all of this? Why do it? After all the shit that I've talked about marriage, after, after the statistics that I read at the top of the show, why the fuck would you do it? Well... Here's some preliminary thoughts. Number one, if you're on the fence about getting married, fucking wait. Fucking wait. There's no rush. There's no rush to get married unless you're one of these people who really wants to have bio children and it's important for you and you're on a time, you know, time is of the essence and all that. Um, Because there is there is a time limit on when how long women can have children. If that's uh, at least have their own, you can still adopt, you can do all kinds of stuff. But But the point is, why the fuck are you getting married at 20 or 19? Cause what? Because everyone else in your small town is? What are you, fucking nuts? Stop. Stop. Go fuck lots of other people. Go travel the world. You don't have to get married until you're 30 at least. That's what I recommend. Why, why are you doing this shit when you're 20s? You don't even know who you are until you're 28 at least. So if you can, postpone it. Get your degrees. Do your traveling. Have many lovers. Have many wonderful relationships and and be discriminating and choose somebody good. Choose somebody really good. And then when you choose somebody really good, then you have a good marriage. That's the secret. And then it becomes really, really fun. Because that's the thing no one tells you. And I'll tell you, honestly, when it's good, it's great. Yeah, I know. A lot of people shit on marriage. This is a, it's an uncool thing to say that you enjoy being married. I fucking love it. I, my only regret in life is that I didn't marry my husband sooner because I absolutely, I adore him and I adore our relationship. And um, yeah, and if you can find someone you like, which means waiting and test driving a lot of cars until you find the one that's perfect for you, do it. Do it. Okay. I think the, the most compelling reason to get married um, that I had was that you you marry somebody because you love them and you like them so much that you want them to be your family. You know what I mean? You you're so like, wow, I can't I want you to be my family. That's how awesome you are. And that's how well we fit together and that's how much we boost each other up. And we're so compatible and all this and that. And, and when you have that, like when you're like, oh, I want to make you family. If you have that feeling, marry that person. If you don't have that feeling, don't marry that person. Because that's essentially what you're doing when you get married is you're making that person your family. And you're also inheriting um, their family. Do not forget that. <laughs> Very important part. You're inheriting each other's family. So if you're not cool with some, like you can't be... I don't know. Like, I'm really lucky. I really love my 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 in-laws. They're fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, you know what, though? You don't have to like the in-laws. If they live far away enough, it probably won't matter. Just keep that in mind. Like, you're not thrilled about it. That's fine. 
they don't as long as they don't live near you and they're not going to be like a day-to-day um nuisance to you it's probably manageable but yeah to me philosophically theoretically that's the only reason um not the only but the big one is that you want that person to be your family that's that's kind of the the selling point with me when i got married is can i live without this person now because i just i really liked my husband tommy i really like him a lot um and honestly marriage is cool because it feels like you're part of a team and um, I didn't really have that a lot of that feeling growing up I didn't have the feeling of safety uh, security um, unconditional love I didn't have all that you know I had more drama in my in the early part of my life so to have stability and to have that family feeling was really foreign to me and really scary and I didn't want to do it for a long I never thought I would get married I never thought I would have a kid never never so through many years of uh, therapy and (laughs) and working through my own irrational fear of intimacy um I've, I've come to really enjoy it and uh yeah I'm a changed person I think that there's nothing cooler knowing that you're like you're ride or die with somebody. Um, and seeing that person should be the best part of your day. And if, if, if you're dating somebody and seeing them is not the best part of your day, don't marry them. <laughs> because um, I think that, that that's like when you get home and you see your, your hubby or your wife or whoever, um, you should really be stoked about that and you really want to know if they're cool and what's happening and you're curious about them and they amuse you and and support you and you support them and it's mutual. That's another huge. Or is it mutual? I think you should bring the best bring out the best in each other most of the time. Not all you can't do it all the time, but that No, actually that's not, I mean you're gonna bicker and fight and stuff, but I think that Excuse me. You should um you should want the best for that person and to hold them up and they should absolutely do the same for you. I know that a lot of people ask me, "Well, how is it both you and your husband are in the same business? Is there is there jealousy? Excuse me, is there problems if one of you gets something and the other doesn't professionally?" And it's like, "Dude, listen, if we live that way, if we thought that way, we would not be able to have the relationship we have." So uh, no, the, the answer being no, only really because we started together at the same time and we, we were open micers together and I've, we support each other and we want the best for each other. And, uh, and my career has nothing to do with his and vice versa. Like what the fuck are you talking about? It has nothing to do with the other person. And I think if, uh, yeah, I don't know if for us, it works. I, who fucking knows? Um, and when you fight each other, you don't, it's not like a duel to the death. You know, there's a lot of couples where fighting is the, the most fun that they have. They want to just kill each other. I don't think that that's healthy. I, I don't think that you should enjoy hurting each other um, unconsciously, maybe playing evil mind games with each other. A lot of couples just fucking love that stuff. They love it. They love torturing each other and, and having that back and forth. So Maybe that's what gets your deck hard. Do it. If it works for you, absolutely. But... I don't see how that's enjoyable, but maybe for you, yeah, fuck, do it. Then if it keeps you together. And I think this is the 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 biggie, the absolute biggie in this is that if you're the type of person who enjoys the concept of companionship, intimacy, marriage, long-term commitment, if you enjoy these ideas, if you value these ideas, by all means get married. And if you do not, if you can't stand intimacy, if you hate monogamy, if the thought of waking up with the same person makes you want to vomit all over yourself and you feel claustrophobic and it's the worst thing ever, by all means, do not get married, okay? Just fucking don't. And here's the thing, in this day and age, you don't have to, okay? If you're a guy or a girl who can't stand it, don't do it. Don't ruin someone else's life. I mean, listen, I'm related to people who should never have gotten married ever to anybody ever, never. And they still do. And they ruin everybody's life around them for it. Stop ruining other people's lives. Don't get married. And here's what no one tells you about it too, dude, is that you can do life your way. You can have it your way, like a Burger King. 
you know, you can have a marriage where the two of you paint the town red every night and the two of you go out and you swing and you bang other people and uh, you're poly and by and you're crazy and you sweat. Or you can have the kind of marriage where you sit home and you watch Downton Abbey and you drink wine and you cook together and you pet your dogs. I'm not saying this is my life. <laughs> it's totally my life. Uh, you can do it marriage your way. It doesn't have to be done the way your parents did it. Have you thought of that? Yeah, you can do everything in your life different than the way you saw it happening growing up. You don't have to have the life somebody else has, you know? You don't. And I think the key to a happy marriage, a successful one, is to to build things together, to have things together, common goals like a business or a future that looks <laughs> similar, a plan, some kind of thing that you guys are working towards together is really, really helpful. And I think also what bonds people is common dislikes. I think the stuff that you both hate is more bonding than the stuff you both like. So find out what the other person hates more than anything. And, uh, and that will unite you uh, forever and ever in marriage. Amen. So there. I hope that was informative. I hope that was helpful. If you have any other questions, I will, I'll be glad to answer them. One thing I know about in life is, is uh, marriage. I've been with the same person for 10 years, and I, I think that's, that qualifies me now to talk about it a little bit. So if you have any other questions, email me at um, that's deepropodcast at gmail.com. Also, I take suggestions for topics. I appreciate any, any and all submission ideas for topics. Uh, so yeah, there you go. You can have it your way, guys. You don't got to listen. Do me a favor and don't listen to anybody, myself included, that tells you how it is. I, this is just my perspective on things. I could be totally wrong. This is not right for you. Fine, fine, fine. But listen, I think that Americans, for some reason, make everything about hard work. Maybe it's our puritanical uh, beginnings that everything has to be considered hard and laborious and dragging and even pregnancy. Man, you know how much horrible shit I heard about, oh, you're going to hate it. Oh, it's this and that. No, not for me. Sorry. It's been pretty okay. Everything's been pretty okay. Um, people have told me how dangerous it is to travel, how dangerous America is. No, not really. I've traveled alone uh, around the world, and um, it's been okay. So I don't think they know everything about everything, especially about marriage. It doesn't have to be the way they are doing it. And a lot of times the they's that are telling you shit are unhappy, miserable cunts who want you to join in on their misery parade. Very seldom do happy people speak out about how fucking rad things can be. And so I'm here to tell you that marriage can be rad. You can do it your way. Um, You don't have to, there's no drudgery involved. It doesn't have to be drudgery. It doesn't have to be, you know, married with children. It doesn't have to be where you fucking hate each other and the wife is a nagging shrew, and the husband is a functionally retarded dope who doesn't know uh, his elbow from his asshole, which absolutely makes me crazy. Um, Yeah, you can do shit your way, guys, in every aspect of life. Don't listen to the thems. Don't listen to the theys. And that's it. That's all I got. That's what I'm talking about. You know what that is? That's deep, bro. So, yes, get married. Just fucking do it. What, What are you sitting around for? Just get married. Okay. I love you guys. Until next time. That's been deep, bro. That's been deep. Okay, bye. Oh, wrong track. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> I think this is it. This is the one. Okay, here. Oh, that's not it. That's the fucking... Oh, what is going on with me today? Maybe I have to find this. Oh. Fuck your mother. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with Yeah. 
It's Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke. Or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's deep, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life. And you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.